Welcome to the Vodcast, a honky variety show featuring body academics, the Pacific Northwest's least favorite pop band. Buckle up for some heartwarming banter as we dive deep into bulges, WWE, poppers, and more. Put on your jock straps, grab a trobani, and let's get into the VOD. It's Jeff. We're back. It's Tony. Sorry about the hiatus. I did a 30-day cleanse, and I totally lost my ability to speak. But now you're back and more beautiful than ever. And I can sing more beautiful than ever. And speaking of singing more beautiful than ever, we had a show last night at Post 134, and it was a real blast. Yeah, we. Uh, it was the debut of our Catholic Town Review in Portland, and we had some backup dancers performing with us for the first time. Absolutely, we had my friend Damon and Helen of Boy. Yes. Um, the winner of Dragathon uh, dancing for us, and it was totally awesome. We were stoked to debut our new set. But the flyer for the show was probably the worst fucking flyer that I've ever been on. Fucking orgasmically awful. Like, everyone I showed it to was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is like, I, I hate to be hateful, but like... It fucking sucked. It was like a clown in front of like a honeycomb or something. Yeah. But it's just like the color. It was like the darkest yellows and. And uh, it was it like just, it looked like a like a circus club flyer or some fucking bullshit. And it was like kind of like murder circus pattern. And then it had a fucking clown over on the left side with like comic eyes fans. cut out. No, it was not comic sans. It was yeah. fucking like it was probably called like. Steampunk jukebox, the font, and it looks like they like base the whole flyer around the font. Yeah. It's fucked up. And like the textures that they did, like I looked at this flyer, it's like a four hour flyer. Like they put so much effort into this flyer. I'm overwhelmed. Um, yes. they, they put marks on it, like someone folded it up. Yeah. No, it had this weird weathered look. And like honestly, just for some pre-association, it kind of reminded me of, like, ural- urinal cakes at the airport. I could see just, that. like, very bleak. And I could see that. Yeah, I think if anybody saw this flyer and didn't know any of the bands, they would have... I think it dissuaded people from coming to the show. Like, yeah. it was awful. And I'm, honestly, I made more money collecting cans than playing this show, but whatever. I showed this flyer to Caesar, and I was like, look, this flyer is just it is incredibly fucking bad and he was like okay what could it be and then i showed him and he was like holy shit and same with cage yeah um i showed it to cage and she was like what like who thought that was a good idea yeah it was so bad i mean i like willfully showed it to people just because i was impressed with how bad it was me too i showed it to a lot of people and i think everybody i showed it to was equally disgusted god but um yeah speaking of equally disgusting equally disgusting is our guest on the podcast today carla rossi yeah that's so exciting that's so cool that you talked to carla 
I talked to Carla, I went all the way out to Fopo. I took like three buses and it was fun. Let me tell you a little bit about Carla Rossi. Anthony Hudson is a multidisciplinary artist, writer, performer, and filmmaker. Anthony is perhaps best known as Portland's premier drag clown, Carla Rossi, an immortal trickster whose attempts at realness almost always result in fantastic failure. Anthony and Carla host and program their film series, Queer Horror, the only ongoing, exclusively LGBTQ horror screening series in the country, bi-monthly at Portland's historic Hollywood Theater, where Anthony also serves as its community programmer. So yeah, Carla's great. We actually showed one of our short horror films, Twink Under the Sink, actually both the first iteration and the trailer for its sequel, um, at Queer Horror. Still in production. Yeah, they're, the second film is still in production. But yeah, we showed Twinkle in the Sink at Queer Horror. I think it was like 2016 or... 2015, maybe. 2015, even. Yeah, um, um, it's a really good show. I have a really good time at it. They always show badass movies. Yeah, they always show really cool uh, horror films that have some sort of connection to queer culture. I think they did Stepford Wives. And they just did Silence of the Lambs recently. It was super where cool. Where they're kind of trying to unpack, like all the transphobic shit in that movie. Also, later in the episode, we're gonna announce the winner of our Chobani sweepstakes, uh, Matt Damon crying, counting blood. Jeff and Fletch talk wrestling, grabbing, grappling, and suplexing, falling, crying. It's the best thing. Now it's time for Jeff and Fletch to talk wrestling. Welcome to Jeff and Fletch Talk Wrestling. Unfortunately, Fletcher is not going to be here this week. He is in Greece taking a 20-day apple butter masterclass. Oh, yeah. Who knew? WrestleMania was this weekend, and I'm still digesting the artichoke dip. Fuck. It's pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. But the show was great. All the fan favorites won. WrestleMania 35 was pretty fun. I gotta hand it to the WWE, but I do have some notes. Oh, Hulk yeah. Hogan is racist. He was caught on an audio recording saying hella racist shit. So why is he on the WWE? And why did they put him back in the Hall of Fame? Dear God. He came out, he did a shtick, it wasn't funny, he did all of his moves, Alexa Bliss joined him, and she didn't know her fucking moves. It was super embarrassing, so she was catty-cornered from him in front of him, looking back, trying to see what he was doing, and she was always a beat late, and that is like, if you're in dance class, and you don't know the moves, mm -mm. you don't want to be in front trying to look behind you to see like what is going on. It was absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. Paul Heyman comes in, he interrupts and he's like, if Brock isn't going on last, then Seth versus Brock is going on first. Cool. Okay, sweet. Seth just beat his fucking ass and we got our first fan win of the oh, night. Yeah. My baby, Finn Balor, won against Bobby Lashley and it was really fucking amazing. Finn entered as the demon, which is basically his drag persona that he channels when he has a really tough opponent that he has to beat. And he always fucking wins. When he's the demon, he changes into the demon. He makes like a gayer entrance. And then he just like 
rocks the fuck out of his wig and poses and he wins. I think that that's a metaphor right there. There's a metaphor in there. We see you, Finn. We hear you, Finn. We hear your bulge. We see your bulge. We want to smell your bulge. I love you, Finn. Charlotte had the best entrance of this WrestleMania by far. She came in on a helicopter, and they showed shots of that, and then they went to the Becky Lynch entrance, and then they came back to her landing on the helicopter and getting off, and she started to stretch towards the arena. And I was really surprised that no one picked her up in a golf cart because they landed pretty far away from the arena and then they just show her walking like I don't know like a hundred yards to the arena and it just it seemed like kind of a a waste of energy and like they they could have done that better so Becky was about to suplex Charlotte off the top rope and Charlotte was smiling and she broke character and you could see her be like now to Becky to suplex her, and it really, really took me out of the moment. It was the end of the night, I had watched seven hours of wrestling, and I was feeling super bitchy, but it still took me out of the match, and that's not okay with me. Oh, oh my yeah. god, Rhonda, 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 your braids don't look like shit, and the smoky eye is under control, girl. Good on you. Oh yeah. She had Joan Jett, Ronda Rousey had Joan Jett playing that Bad Reputation song or whatever for her entrance and it was so badass. She came out, she smiled at Joan Jett and then they cut to her from the front just like looking like a bad bitch just like walking down and strutting and she gets all angry. Oh, she's such a good heel. I think that the braid's not looking like shit really allowed me to like turn a page on my relationship with her as a wrestling fan. Those are my notes on WrestleMania. Obviously there wasn't that much dick in it and the outfits weren't that sick or I would have just been talking about bulges and looks the whole time. So that's it on Jeff and Fletch Talk Wrestling. Hoping that Fletcher gets back from his 20 day apple butter intensive in Greece pretty soon so we can reconnect and bond on our love of wrestling. Until next time. Jeff and Fletch talk wrestling, grabbing, grappling, anti-flexing, falling, crying. It's the best thing. Now it's time for Jeff and Fletch to talk wrestling. Jeff and I'm here at a fabulous walk-up penthouse in Foster Powell and it's lavish with Carla Rossi. Oh my god, welcome. Welcome to my beautiful uh, dumpster foyer. It's amazing. Yeah, I had this commissioned by the 7-Eleven. It's really exciting. That way I just I just stumble right in and I get my nacho cheese in the morning, like my coffee. It makes perfect sense because the couch looks like someone has been like taking razor blades to it. Yeah. Like every hour for the last, since like 1975. It's basically Leatherface was the aesthetic I was going for. It's good. Design. You're really killing it as far as that goes. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's really crazy being in, like, Carla's <laughs> dungeon. Yeah, there's meat hooks. Um, yeah. The chains. It's like a, the, the music video. Kesha does Hellraiser. I'm just wondering where you keep the twinks. Oh, they're in the floor. There, I was gonna say you probably have like a secret compartment and yeah. I can't even see the handle. Yeah, at night you can hear them rap, rap, rapping on the, the cellar door. It's very uh, telltale twink. You don't answer unless, well, they only speak if they're spoken to, so. And a 
twink is should be seen and not heard. Let's be real. We usually keep them under the sink around here. That's helpful. Yeah, twink in the sink. Twink yeah. under the sink. So, um... <laughs> From the makers of Elf on the Shelf. Oh, God. You know, I've always wanted to see Cayenne Pepper do an Elf on the Shelf number, because she looks just like that scary fucker. <laughs> yeah, she fucking does. Now that you've said that, we should get her to do that. My Christmas, yeah. my, my future Christmas show, Pepper Pepper is uh, uh, oh, God. a troll on a shelf. Troll on a... On a... <laughs> But hold, hold on, hold on. Do you really? It has to rhyme. Do you really want fucking Pepper Pepper like? No. Changing positions no! in your house. No, because that's a horror movie. Yeah, that's true. That's of terror. We love you, Pepper, but like, no thanks. She's a nightmare beast. I can say that because she's my best Judy. I went to her going away party and I learned some things yeah. about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Very free vibe yeah, going that on. happens at all of her parties. It's just yeah. whiffs of uh, creatine and, and regret. Yeah, I've never smelled so many armpits. Yeah, it tends to happen. It was hot. I didn't know how much of a fetish that was. It's really good. Yeah, I want to say more, but I'm just going to keep that in the basement because there's like a no phones rule. Literally the basement. Yeah. the Her flooded basement. There's so much I want to say, but I'm going to keep it. It's just moldy aprons. Email me for more info. I'll dish it out. Moldy wigs. I actually took a couple moldy wigs from her. She actually, funny thing, we, me and Pepper went to Humble with Bijou to do a performance, and I did this like number as a weed grower girl, like a, a trim girl, and I did River by Joni Mitchell. Oh, wow. And uh, I trimmed weed while I did it, and I walked out with a bong, and I did like a ribbon dance, and like it's funny because it makes sense. It's about fucking, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but she let me borrow this trashy ass fucking wig, and she was like, Make sure to get it back to me. This is mine. And she, like, wrote her name on it. And then I'm like, hey, girl, I have your wig. And then she's like, what? I'm like, never mind. Did she get mad? What wig? What wig? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love the fuck out of Pepper. Um, Who doesn't love a Capricorn? <laughs> Speaking of the Zodiac... My Aries sister, how yes. are you managing the season? My mania is fucking out of control right now. Oh, let me tell you, I'm living. I was organizing my uh, small tchotchkes until six in the morning. Uh, mania is in full swing. Uh, the sun came out. I felt invigorated. I burst into flames as if a, a ant, a, a, a giant ant was holding a magnifying glass over me and burning me alive. It was great. I feel alive at this time of year. I organized... Okay, so I moved into a new place in November. Did you con Mari? I've been con mari When the fucking Netflix shit drops, I stopped con Because I was like, I've been con mari for like a really long Since time. Since 2015. Yeah, we've Since been Since I fucking... introduced this town to it. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had the ebook before the goddamn show ever fucking came out. I pirate yeah. bay that shit back when you could pirate bay if you want to put a timestamp on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did all this, like, so we have family coming, so that's probably why, but Aries season hit. We haven't done any decorating. We got a new shower curtain. We put up We put up your husband's art. Oh, Jason oh, Edward Davis. Bless. Fabulous. We have bless. some of his stuff, but Aries season, my partner is in Aries. So we kick it up during Aries season, and we fucking manically do the scrubbing of toilet with a toothbrush. We're like, yeah, I'm organizing my tchotchkes, like, non-fucking-stop. Like, the mania... 
I'm manic depressive, so like I'm manic depressive in Aries season when she's about to turn 30. Yeah. It's, oh! something, it's something special. That's ex- so did you, you've been through your Saturn return then? It's not we're what it back. Seems like. You're back from the Saturn return. Uh, you did the tour. I did the tour. Saw the open house. Yeah. I feel okay about turning 30, I guess. I've been That's telling myself great. I'm 30. Since I turned 29, and I booked a really fucking expensive brunch Good on my job. birthday at Tusk. Good so job. if any of you motherfuckers bail on it that are listening right now, you owe me 30 bucks each. Tusk, do they serve elephant or walrus? Only walrus Mammoth? and elephant. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. like... um. That should be expensive. It's, yeah, it's really expensive. It makes sense. It does. Okay, so uh, let's let's play some cut or uncut. You want to play oh, some cut or uncut? Absolutely. Okay. Are knives involved? They can be. Syringes, blood, death, destruction, pain. Murder, hair sock. All of that. Let's. Okay, so this one's pretty fucking gnarly. Are okay. you ready? Okay. Patrick Stewart. Oh, he's British. Uncut. He's uncut. I picked this one yeah. because he thought that he was cut. What? He thought he was cut. His mom told him, he said his mom told him he was cut or whatever. Wait, you did research on this? Oh, I do a lot of fucking research. <laughs> I have looked at all of the celebrity circumcision information that you can find on the internet and my Google makes me look like a fucking creeper. <laughs> so Patrick Stewart, his mom told him he was cut. He went to the doctor and he was like, my mom, like, told me I was cut, and then uh, she said something about how I'm not cut, and he's like, I'm cut, right? And the doctor was like, no, you're uncut. So, like, Patrick Stewart is straight as fuck. Because <laughs> he's never seen anyone else's penis. He has no idea what the, the, what's supposed to be happening. Isn't that weird? Wow. I thought that was really fun, and, like, we Wait, did... Wait, are you wearing a sweater, or aren't you? You should know that. Well, some of us, like, my foreskin, like, I'm not cut, but my foreskin is, like... Perfect. It's like just barely there, or it's just. It's just like it's around. there. It's not like dripping. Uh huh. But when I <laughs> vacuous. When I be when I become erect, it um it pulls back. Retract. Fucking, yeah. Retraction. Which is nice. You're not a built-in. You're not a, a ship ready to dock, as it were. I'm not. <laughs> but girl, I can dock. <laughs> Oh my god, I love docking. I have this, like, idea for a fucking hump phone that includes docking. I'm probably not going to say it on the podcast, but let's just say Selwood in powder boards. Oh, wow. And foreskin. That sounds like a blast. Right? Call the NEA. Get grant funding. I, I want my, my tax dollars to fund this project. My twenty-five dollar—well, I haven't paid that—but my twenty-five dollar fucking Portland art tax should be going to foreskin art. It's thirty-five dollars, and I agree. Okay, so I've never <laughs> fucking paid it. They sent me a thing that was like, "Bitch, you owe one twenty-five or something," because I lived here for a minute, and like, I'm not gonna pay it. Yeah. Literally, that money. I paid $50 to go play a show where I didn't make any money in Seattle two days ago. I'm not going to pay for a fucking graphic designer on the Inner East Side to, like, jerk off in his fucking incubator. That's where the funds go. Don't you, you know what I mean? They, they just take the money, they grind it up, and they send it right off to the jerk-off fund in Gresham. Or uh, Eastern Trout Down. Yeah. In this economy. Ugh. 
Jesus. All the way to Canby. That's why I'm voting for Ross Perot. That's the only reason. So Patrick Stewart doesn't dog, I'm gonna guess. He doesn't know that he can. I hope they address this on the new series Picard, coming soon to CBS All Access. I think that they will. They have to. They have they to. They pretty much, like, run through every fucking Star Trek idea that they possibly can. So now they're like, Picard, cut or uncut? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy cut or uncut. Oh, Leonard Nimoy. Is he British? No, he's American. Was he American? I bet he's he cut. Welsh? Dude, he has to be cut, right? I feel like he's severely cut. And there's I know. a gnarly scar. You know those ones? And it's like, it kind of looks like a little Klingon ear. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's sort of like, like winks it. at you. Or, like, it's cut so hard that it, like... Does a little turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got fun. a bit up do. I like that. Yeah. Andy Warhol, cut or uncut? Andy Warhol, uh, cut. There was a mishap, and that explains the rest of his art career. Oh, God. Okay, the banana <laughs> has appeal. Uh-huh. Oh, it does, really? Yeah, okay. I thought that since he was from, like, oh, I don't care. Oh, his mother was an immigrant. Oh, okay, like Polish maybe? I think so. Somewhere where they let it fly into the wind. They do, yeah, the uh, like the Ingmar Bergman, the seventh seal. That, that was the seventh seal. I usually choose better cutter uncuts, but I don't know, I feel like it was pretty good. One time, God, what did I do? I did like, we did cutter uncut and I was like, Christian Bale, and Bijou was like, you need to choose better people. It's like not fun. <laughs> Um, so Christian Bale's cut or uncut depending on what role he takes. Oh my god. He's so method. I feel a certain way about Batman. Mm -hmm. Probably because my partner has a Batman onesie and I wear the Superman one. Aww. And you play Batman v Superman? Mm hmm. Who's um, Jesse Eisenberg? I am. Oh, good. Okay. So, which Sean Connery would you like to top? Oh my god. Um, oh, this is a good question. Which Sean Con Highlander? Highlander right there. Okay. Any day, give me a, a Scottishman who is playing a Spaniard in an American film. And that just does Any it. Any day. That, does it, for that just does it. Give it. Dress him up like Cervantes from Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> oh my god. Deep cut. That's a deep cut. See what I did there? I did. Yeah. It makes me want to bust a dreamcast out. How about you? Okay, so like, Finding Forrester. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. This is a May-December romance. I want him, it's oh my gosh, I don't want to like, New Year's Eve. repeat pod, uh, repeat like, stories on this pod, but yeah, I want him to watch me play basketball at the window, invite me, teach me how to write, and then just like, make it clap. <laughs> While Gus Van Sant frantically masturbates from behind the edge. I, that's great. I do too. Yeah. With Gus Van Sant? Yes. You can catch us outside of the Hollywood Theater. Every other month at the historic Hollywood Theater here in Portland, Oregon. For queer horror. My favorite gig to do. I truly love it. It's fun. We've actually had a couple, um, couple films in that. And yes. once we get off our asses, we'll make another one. Um, we realize that it takes more to make a horror film than like shaking the camera, covering yourself in whipped cream, and like peeking up milk into a mirror. Says who? That's a good point. Uh, we should just fucking make it, shouldn't we? You should. Probably. Just do it. Just do it like Nancy Reagan said. Just do the drugs. Yeah, so actually, funny thing, my aunt was like, yeah, that shit made me want to do drugs. 
she was like during my drug education they took around a suitcase full of drugs at the school and showed us what they are and then she thought like i wonder what a little bit of coke is like and that's why Diane's bipolar manifested at age 25 with alcohol. Oh, Diane. Mama. It's okay, because she fucking stole a bunch of my grandma's stuff, cut mm-hmm. everyone off in the family, and then had a lawyer call us and fucking demand um, that we buy her half of the family cabin. So Diane is a bitch. And Diane, if you're listening, I fucking hate your hair and you need help. I hope Diane is listening. Oh my God, that'd be fun. She's got her little shrine. Oh, the Jeff shrine. Is she, all the eyes are cut out from the magazine, from all of your appearances in the magazines. From the one fucking blurb that they write about me in the Portland Mercury. What was, was that, what was that for? It was for a thing at Retouré. See, yeah, they oh, don't write about yeah. us. Retouré. I was just thinking about how we met and Back how I was bordering on alcoholism. Like everyone was at fucking Retouré. And oh, yeah, that's the only reason that venue ever happened. We were all blacked out. We were all blacked out. Like, literally. Like, yeah. we were all blacked literally. out. Literally. Yeah, that was pretty rough. I remember one time I was talking to my dad and I was like, I fucking left my belt somewhere. I have no idea. And he was like, you probably left it at the club because you fucking drink so much. I'm like, oh. Okay. But yeah, Retouré was a really fun time. It was. Yeah. I'm glad that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, same. I love a carpeted stage, let me tell you that. (laughs) A carpeted, tacky stage where your heels get stuck in the floor because of all the the, the common goat's blood that's just commingled. Do you see oh, my you knee? Scar? Yeah, oh. do you some rug burns yeah. from the fucking Retouré stage? Why was it carpeted? And it's like, you know when carpet turns into gum and it yeah. becomes that, like, that black gum? It's so gross. Yeah. That was a really, really gross... I miss that, too. Oh, my God. Nothing like putting on a full face of makeup to stand up there and be washed out by an amber-red light. It's classic. Stuck to the ground via blood and gum. So many blow ponies. So many blow ponies. The most, like, the worst fucking lighting ever. The air is human sweat. I went to a club in China, in Shanghai... That I was like, oh, it's cute. It rains in the club. And then my friend was like, no, that's condensation. Oh! <laughs> Isn't that gross? It rains in the club. It rains in the club, but dude, <laughs> gay clubs in China are hot because it's like you can be gay there now. Wow. And so it's like, man, they go wild. Wow. No drugs because they're scared of the police, but they fucking drink. They get fucked up. It's fun. Wow. I like China. Wow. I've heard Shanghai's a blast. Shanghai is like Chinese New York, and I would love there if I could. So it was like Blade, except with sweat instead of blood. Pretty much. Wow. Ooh. I prefer sweat over blood, but I guess it depends if I'm topping or I'm bottoming. Yeah, I think sometimes sweat's just a little easier to manage. Blood's, uh, you know, save it for a hammer film. Speaking of blood, which Sean Connery would you like to have top you? Oh, also Highlander Sean Connery. Yes! <laughs> Bust down a Castilian lift and, and go to town, Sean. Or Dr. No. Okay. Either or. So I asked Bijou this what question. Else was Dude, I asked Bijou and she was like, Darby O'Gill and the Little Oh, people. that's the answer right there. And that's, I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Answer. Isn't that like a really offbeat that's fucking rumor? That's the correct rumor? answer. 
And isn't there another Irish leprechaun movie that he's into? I feel like if they, that's the only way they get funding is they're like, get Shawnee, Shawnee C for it. We'll fucking pretend that he's not Scottish. Yeah. It's like the same thing. He's, uh, nobody knows. He's a man of many nationalities. Like Rachel Dolezal. He's on cut, right? Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite housewife? Oh, absolutely. A no game contest. Uh, um, oh, who is it? Erica Jane. Yes. My queen. My oh. queen of all queens, Erica Jane. Let me tell you, I am a deep R-H-O-B-H uh, the stan. So I'm not caught up, but I listen to podcasts. I'm not caught up either. It's really sad. Have you heard about I know. Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy? No. I don't oh my like god, it. I don't want to spoil it. Like, I just know that, like, Dorit gets a dog and can't take care of it, and then Lisa has an issue about it, and it's the oh. whole season. And then that's why Lisa left, right? It's because of the fucking dog. And apparently they're doing a Vanderpump dog spinoff, yes. so it's really fucking Vanderpump dog heavy. And then it, who was saying that they came up with the idea for that, for Van? Like, Lisa Renna was saying that, I think. Ooh. And uh, so Lisa's mad at... Lisa, who's mad at Lisa for being mad at Lisa. Okay. And Dorit is like, does anyone like me yet? Am I British or not? I like Dorit. Because she reminds me of my friend Janelle, who's left me on read for like six months. Um, she went to Symbiosis and Burning Man with this fucking... She met a girl, went to Symbiosis and Burning Man, and came back with like New England slash Australian accent. And everyone oh, yeah. was like... What the fuck is her deal? Yeah. Um, Mary Fuck Kill. Lisa Rinna. Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh, 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 Mary. Uh, oh, fuck. Isn't that fucked fuck. up? It was really easy at first. <laughs> I feel like I have to kill Lisa Vanderpump. Because yeah. I, I, I love that Queens as much as I love the others. But at the end of the day... She's probably going to stab me in the back or push me down the stairs into a glass swan. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. So then I guess I guess I'd marry Left Eye and I'd fuck Renna. I think that's where I'd have to go. If that's I, good. Yeah. Because, I mean, Left Eye, you don't get better than that. Yeah. But but Lisa Renna, oh. I would marry truly. Lisa Vanderpump so I could settle down in Villa Rosa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd kill Rena because there doesn't need to be two people named Lisa on that show. That is fair. Yeah. And then I'd fuck Left Eye and... She's boss. She's dope. Yeah. I like her. I'd probably choose Chili if we were going to do TLC members. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, between an eternal hell of waiting in line for Voodoo Donuts ha! in July <laughs> or reliving the 2016 election Oh, night, you son of a over bitch. Over and over. Oh, you fucking son of a Which bitch. Which would you choose? Oh, God damn it. I never actually get the donuts. They're not even good. I don't get the donuts, though. They get I them? Just left no, 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 no. You don't get them. And, like, the Unipiper keeps going by. Yeah, and you just, you just keep, like, getting up to the front and then they're like... What would you like? And you go, I'd like a game. And then they, you just go back to the end. You know, a testament to how much I hate Portland and Voodoo Donuts, I would choose the election over that. Yes! Anything. Because at least uh, election night, I was blacked out and I had pizza. Yeah. As I cried into it and my drink. On election night, I put a whole bunch of weed butter in a smoothie and couldn't get high enough. And then my roommate was like, he was like, 
we'll drink the champagne in a second. He was like, it's chilling. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, we're going to pop it. He was like, it's good. And then he was just like, I'm going to bed. Was, oh, gosh. At one point, I started pouring uh, just shots of rum into my champagne. Yeah. And it became disgusting, and so did I. And then the last thing I remember is crying, holding my friend's hand, clutching her hand at the pizza schmitza. Until blackout. <laughs> I went on a ketamine bender. That's the time to do it. I woke up naked at the Salt and Straw on Alberta. <laughs> we all had a rough time. <laughs> but we made it. You did it right. You did it right. I did it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck voodoo. I would, yeah, yeah. How How is it that I would choose that over voodoo donuts? But that's a testament to the city I love so much. Whenever I walk by voodoo, I just, like, I seriously, I do this. I, like, turn to them and I just go, you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah, there's so many other places. Like, and I, I mean, like. Dunkin' Donuts. The cunty thing is to be, like. I like a blue star. Yeah. Then I read an article that someone wrote that was like saying that you like blue star instead of voodoo is classes. Or <laughs> listen, blue star is delicious. It is soft. It is made in the French brioche style. You don't want to fucking die afterwards. You don't want to die afterwards. Sometimes the passion fruit is spicy and no one knows why because the only way you can make passion fruit worse is that. Um, but. I mean, I love a $10 donut. I love a $10 donut, and I love it when it's $12, because they do a little fucking, like, liqueur squeezy in there. Yes, yes. A little syringe of orange liqueur. Give me a $14 donut with a a liqueur squeezy, and then uh, uh, make sure that you close your business five minutes after you open, because you've sold out already. Absolutely. put paper signs everywhere. Instead of investing in a sign that says closed. You can't get it. Or a sign, a light. Just... Turn on, turn off. They'll save you time instead of making all your paper signs. And then maybe you can make the rest of the donuts. Just a thought. I fucking hate Portland so much. Just a business plan. I do this to people. I just trigger loathing of Portland. Okay, can I trigger some loathing of Portland? Sure. Okay, so me and my partner, we went to this, um... We went to this, like... Okay, so me and my partner went to a... Pop-Tart pop-up at the Sprudge headquarters in the Southeast. Sprudge is the Portland-based coffee blog for, like, third-wave coffee that, like, you're hot in the coffee game if you get written up on Sprudge, right? So we went to a Pop-Tart Uh pop-up where they gave us a special roasted single-origin little fucking tiny cup of coffee. It was $5. It was a fundraiser, though. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a bad And then I trolled them, and I was like... So they had, like, ten different kinds of fucking Pop-Tarts and a toaster that they were, like, advertising that it was a special toaster. I was like, you guys are so dumb. Special toaster? Yeah, they like, were fucking like, it, it's on this toaster. Blah, 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 was it the, toast, the the actual toaster from the Brave Little Toaster? I, I, I fucking should have been. I'd be for that. I mean, I would hope that that's a movie madness, like sitting safely. The, you know the I mean? toaster himself. The animated toaster. Who am I to gender him? Maybe their self. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my little fucking tiny, like, two and a half ounce cup of coffee, and I, I'm like... What Pop-Tart would you recommend pairing? I shouldn't have asked that because we got 10 minutes of, like, 
you know, so the notes of this will really go with the fucking, like, the cinnamon one really bring out this and this rose and blah, blah, blah. This blend is from here, so, like, this regen really goes good with this. And then this other guy comes up and he's like, but if you want to take it into another direction, the wildberry one would really be amazing because, like, this palette, like, works with this. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I guess this is why I moved to Portland. I am so glad that these new cyanide tablets are a uh, quick release. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that we can snort them? Let's try. God, we could just boof one. Bump it. Get me a straw. Come on. Mama's going to C-Town. Woo! All right. So <laughs> Carla and I are going to get some cyanide tablets. We're going to crush them up. We're going to put them on our butts. And then we're going to snort a line at the same time that we're doing a dip. Because we fucking hate Portland, but we love our listeners. That's why we're doing it live for you on Periscope. And it is a fundraiser for the Pop-Tart Pop-Up. It's a fundraiser for the Pop-Tart Pop-Up. And make sure that you go to patreon.com slash suicidal Portland. <laughs> yeah, go on the, the OnlyFans. Hit up my OnlyFans. Go to Pop-Tart's OnlyFans. Uh, and, and then we'll just we'll see what happens. Happens. All right, are you ready for our sister suicide? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I don't think I've ever been more ready to kill myself. After talking about a Pop-Tart pop-up <laughs> for fucking half of this interview. All right, well, signing off, this is Jeff. And this is me. Bye. Welcome to the special Weird Al edition of Cutter on Cut Bijou. Thank you so much, Jeff. We have been doing our research and we are going to get to the bottom of this today. So we just spent the last five minutes Googling pictures of Weird Al. Nothing so far. I've done my own work um, separate from Bijou, but I we're not finding anything right now. So typically in Weird Al's work, he refrains from any sort of sexual or profane type of material. So he doesn't really get to sexual things. He has a wife. He is a Christian. He has come out and said that he is... He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't curse. And so, you know, a lot of his humor is really based on like silly farts, 
stomachs, things, toenail stuff, like all really kind of um, grosser humor instead of sexual naughty humor. So I honestly have no idea. How many times have you seen Weird Al Bijou? I have seen him twice. Okay. Um, he was the very first concert that I ever saw, and it was at the uh, Puyallup Fair <laughs> up Cute. in Washington. Cute. So yeah, I got to see a show twice. Um, he's really funny. Sweet. He does basically the same show, but if he comes out with new stuff, he'll add it in. And a lot of costumes, a lot of changes, like basically every other song there's a change, but he doesn't get skin tight on anything. He doesn't. He doesn't really do that at all. And if you Google Weird Al Bulge, we were sitting here Googling mm -hmm. Weird Al Bulge, it's Weird just Al like, Naked. It's just like big Hawaiian shirt and khakis, you know, or something. You can't find you anything. You can't see anything at all. Okay, so I remember going to the Van Duzer Theater and seeing him and he did this thing where he like came and he flirted with ladies in the audience and he like got on the like, railing by the, the wheelchair area and he like did a little bit of air humping and so now that I've had that realization I'm like on the Weird Al set list archives like fucking tearing through set lists to figure out what it is um so I this is crazy I don't know I honestly think he does that when he's doing the fat suit numbers man so, I don't think so this is so, so wild so eat it yeah let's Check it out. So I went to the set list archives for the 2010 tour and I found out, okay, so the song that I'm talking about where he came out and did kind of sexy stuff in the crowd is called Wanna Be Your Lover. And it's right through the medley that has Eated on it. So we're gonna look at some of the shit and try to find a video from the Minnesota State Fair where he did Wanna Be Your Lover. And then hopefully we can see him in tight pants and get a good look at that D. Okay, so we're watching this Wanna Be Your Lover live performance right now. Yes, it is really good, but we are never gonna figure out if he's cut or untied. Cause he's wearing a suit. He's wearing a fucking zoot yeah. suit. And it's like red zebra and it's super hot, but like there is no bulge. And he is standing on either sides of um, chairs and like humping these women in the face non-consensually. And there is like super good camera angles. Like if this was Finn Balor, we'd be able to right, see a lot. Right, we would, but no, there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, it's a baggy suit. The quest goes on. The quest continues. Yeah. This might have to be a two-parter. We gotta get one degree closer. We gotta figure out who knows him or seen him in the gym or something. Yeah, dude, if any of you guys have seen Weird Al's dick, we need to know if we he's cut or uncut. Yes, please. All cut or uncut shows are gonna like have an overbearing theme of Weird Al until we get over this shit. So until next time. Until next time. Let us know if you know anything <laughs> about Weird Al's dick.
And that's all the time we have for episode 3 of the podcast. Huge thanks to our guest this week, Carlo Rossi. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, what up? Thanks. Bye.